this evening we want to look at the aspect of um, the Christians and the law of the land. The Christian and the law of the land. I think you know what I mean by that. The best passage I believe that we need to read is from uh, Romans 13. I hope that by 7.30 at the most we will stop. Even with the questions that we ask. Romans 13, Romans 13, 1 to 7. Romans 13, 1 to 7. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you have praise from the same. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid. He does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister, an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Therefore, you must be subject not only because of wrath, but also for conscience' sake. For because of this, you also pay taxes. For they are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. Render therefore to all their due taxes to whom taxes are due, customs to whom customs, fear to him to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Amen. Mm. Do we all believe that um, all authorities are really appointed by God? Huh? Am I actually asking the question to say that you negate what the Bible says? <laughs> no. <laughs> For instance, military rules. Huh? Are they appointed by God? Every nation will get the type of government she deserves. So when the military takes over, guess what? We need to check ourselves to know that we have sinned. 
and they will rule by force. God truly has appointed them. Now, this passage speaks or makes it very clear that we are to obey the government God places over us. Consequently, who, he who rebels against the authorities rebels against God. God created government, government to establish order, punish evil, and promote justice. For instance, um, we know that um, somehow some people have actually done what we call um, jungle justice. And if these people are caught, they will be liable to the law. When you catch a thief, and because you think that um, you will not get justice in court, you put tire on that thief and you burn the, the, the person to death. You are playing with fire too. And the acts of God may fall upon you for doing so. Genesis 9-6 talks about the fact that um, whoever sheds man's blood by man his blood shall be shed. For in the image of God he made him. But if the government now, now puts it that the man deserves death so be it. We are to obey the government in everything, in everything. Paying of taxes, obeying rules and laws, and also showing respect. If we do not, we are ultimately disrespecting God. The Bible tells us categorically that God has placed these ones in the position in order to be his ministers. Now, when Paul was writing this to the Romans, guess what? The government on seat then was evil. And one would actually want to say, why would Paul write this? When actually, uh, Nero, who happened to be classified as the most evil emperor, north of the Roman Empire, was ruling then. You know, but we see that the Spirit of God actually ruled him because inspiration by the Spirit made him to write this. And therefore we see that we have no excuse. There is no excuse for us as far as 
the type of government we be having in, uh, in our own country now. At the time of um, Abacha, you know something, when where a lot of people actually behaved uh, out of fear. Newspapers, or should I say journalists, who want to say the truth, ran away from the country. And so on and so forth like that. Now, the, the question actually is this. Huh? Is there a time, is there a time when we should intentionally disobey the laws of the land? Church, I'm asking this question. I'm asking this, and I want answers. Is there a time? Okay. Yes. Yes, there is time. We turn to, let's turn to Acts of the Apostles, chapter 5. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 5. And we'll read verses 27 to 29. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 5, verses 27 to 29. And when they had brought them, that is, Peter and uh, John, they set them before the council, and the high priest asked them, saying, Did we not strictly command you not to teach in this name? And look, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the other apostles and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. We ought to obey God rather than men. And uh, in this we see that that uh, Peter said, is saying clearly that as long as the law of the land does not contradict the law of God, we are bound to obey the law of the land. But as soon as the law of the land contradicts God's command, we are to disobey the law of the land and obey God's law. However, in that instance, guess what? We are to accept the government's authority over us. In the sense that when you are disobeying what the government says, even though it contradicts what the law says, you can be punished. You know that um, these apostles were punished they were flogged. But they counted it all joy to suffer for the cause of Christ. I see also that, um, you know, uh, when Christians disobey civil laws and they do that intentionally, it is because they have the conviction in them that 
God will be displeased with them to do what actually negates his law. The aim of a Christian uh, of, of Christian civil disobedience is to follow God despite the rule of the uh, ungodly authority. When obeying man's law will put us in direct disobedience to the clear command of God, then and only then is civil disobedience is warranted. We can actually cite the case of um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. What actually was the law then? Whoever would not bow to this golden image would be thrown into the fire. But three of them stood, knowing fully well that the law of God says, you shall not bow down to any other God. You shall not worship any other God. They did not bow and they were to be punished. In fact, they were punished for it. They were punished for it. And God Almighty rescued them. The same thing with Daniel. You must not pray to any other God. The Daniel, according to his habit, will open the window and face Jerusalem and pray. And Daniel was also punished for it. And uh, in this, the punishment that was given to Daniel, who rescued him? God. God. Are there some things that actually the government has actually said in which we are caught in between and we do not know what to do as a people? I'm not so sure that uh, that ruling of um, uh, homosexuality, you know, that there's homosexuals being uh, joined in, uh, in church or whatever is in Nigeria yet. If that actually happens, I believe that indeed it's wrong. The Bible condemns it and believe that we have the right to say no, or not. There are some other things that actually we may be asked to do which are totally wrong. I don't know much about the law of Nigeria, you know, because um, it, is when, it is when you um, do an offense that you now see that uh, there are some laws that you just find and say, when did this one come into being? Uh, we have some things, though, that Christians must be very careful about. If I see a Christian running the red light, sincerely speaking, I have the obligation to challenge that person. Have you run the red light before? Ah. But it's wrong. It is dead wrong. In order to abide by the law, we need to actually know that some things 
must be done by us. Why? Because we are not just citizens. We are ambassadors for Christ. You see these Kabu Kabu people, they don't stop for any red light. And they will pass by the traffic wardens and nothing will be done to them. And then you just wonder, do we have double standard in this country? But should we join them? Should we join them to do that? What about knowing that your papers are not correct? Your papers for, the, for your vehicle. And you're traveling with it. If you're caught, you'll be disgraced. And when they know that, yes, you are a Christian, they make matters worse for you. You will see that they will treat you worse than every other person. And that is actually why we are doing this tonight. That please, we beg you in the name of the Lord. You are not just a citizen of Nigeria. You are representing Christ. If out of ignorance you know that, hey, you have actually erred, sincerely speaking, maybe that can be forgiven you, even though uh, they will tell you straight that uh, ignorance is no excuse. <laughs> huh? so the thing about it is that we need to familiarize ourselves with the rules of the, of, of the nation so that we'll be able to keep those rules and not put ourselves in open disgrace um, there's a question that I want us to ask uh, I want to answer, uh, to, to, to answer rather. What should Christians do to wicked government? What should Christians do to wicked government? What do we mean by wicked? They flaunt the laws of the land. Everything, anything goes. You just know that there is corruption all around. Huh? Like we had a few years back. What should we do? Pray. Okay, we pray. Huh? Speak against it. Should we protest? Uh, come on, give me, give me a break. I, I love the fact that um, Reverend Babalola, you said something that actually touched my heart um, during one night vigil about the fact that you say gone are the days when uh, university students will actually rise up to attack you know, any misbehavior from the government and they will tell them straight no, we cannot allow you to ruin the nation before our time. Unfortunately, I never joined any group because I went to the seminary. Huh? Peaceful protest is actually in order. 
is very much in order so that you express yourself as to your displeasure concerning something going on which is not godly. And um, um, I, I sincerely believe that um, in this uh, you are exercising your civic right to protest against undesirable rules. And when this, when this is done, we know that in our country, uh, uh, you, may, you may be killed for it. I know, I, I think actually we, we, we heard about so many university students being killed uh, because um, they were protesting against uh, the government of their day and so on and so forth. But today we see that um, um, our young ones uh, love life. They love life so much to the point that um, they, they don't want to risk anything. But the only thing about it is that you will still gain, you will still actually inherit something that is not good. Are we saying that we should carry guns? No. No. Are we saying that we should continue to vandalize our properties and so on and so forth? No. Pray. Even fast and pray. Write something in the papers. You may actually be, you know, uh, sought for to, to, to be um, um, questioned or what do you call it, huh? by the police. They, are, they will arrest you. But one thing about it is that when they know that you have a lot of support and you're not alone, their hands will be weakened. <clears throat> I said something about um, military rules. If, for instance, uh, a military... Uh, you know that military rules are not actually the, uh, the choice of the people. You know that. Once they come into government, what do they do first? They suspend the constitution. That shows that uh, they are not for the people, by the people. Huh? <laughs> they are not by the people for the people. They suspend the constitution. And in this also, uh, I believe that um, a lot of prayers must be said by the church. We must pray. Um, there are about four things that I'm going to end with as a way of um, summarizing what we are saying today. Christians must be examples and earn the right to speak by the way they live. We must actually earn the right to speak by the way we live. That is, we must be obedient to the law of the land. And we must take careful and try not to join in just arguing and grumbling and complaining because of what actually is going on around us. When you make a public protest 
It is a way of complaining, but not just complaining underneath. A lot of people talk about the wrongs in this nation, but they do nothing about it. I am one of them. I am one of them. We complain, but we are afraid. We are afraid to stand by what we know that is right. And I thank God because Jesus Christ, our Lord, you know, spoke concerning the, other, the, the government of his days when he was uh, confronted. In Matthew 22, they went to him. Should we pay tax at all? Of course, he told them straight, render down to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. In other words, pay your tithe. Many of us Christians have businesses that we don't pay tithe. I mean tax, rather. We don't pay tax. We don't pay tax. We don't actually uh, want to even pay anything. In fact, some people avoid paying their electricity bill. It is in my hometown when I was still young that I knew that um, you can do something to that meter. Huh? They do something to it. Fortunately, I, I, I don't know what they do, but they, they actually told me they do something to it to slow down the reading of that meter. But you know something? I found out that the people that were cheating on that area usually have their houses, houses get burnt. By the meter, they are actually slowed down. The meter will just park and fire will and go. You find about four houses using the same meter, and it won't read up to the meter of one house. The third thing is actually whatever you do, do it with faith. Because if you cannot do it with faith, it is sin. Do it with faith. Conviction that the Bible says so. And the last thing is actually that whatever you do, do to the glory of God. Do it to the glory of God. So as Christians, we are part of the society. We are part of you know, the goings on in the country. But how do we play a part. How? If you cannot win them, join them, or you stay with your conviction and you stand by it. Children of God, there are so many other passages that we can actually read. And um, um, I would like for us to read this particular passage concerning wicked government. Uh, Proverbs sixteen twelve. Proverbs sixteen verse twelve. It is an abomination for kings to commit wickedness. For a throne is established by righteousness. You know, 
um, at the time when kings were actually the overseer, the governors. Now that they've been relegated to just mere um, position of honor, no money there, nothing there, no power. At the time, they were actually the all in all. When they say that um, uh, Oba has put his leg on it, huh? how, does, um, how do you say that in uh, real? Ugbeseli. Huh? How can a king reign and be gasoline another person's wife? That is wickedness. And here we, we have it in such a manner, huh? God himself will be against such a king because he has relegated his role from that which is actually righteous to pure unrighteousness. The same thing that Paul wrote in Romans chapter, chapter 13 can be found somehow in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 13 to 17. And uh, we see that uh, Peter and Paul, you know, said something about the matter of the authority of the government over the citizens. And that is why it is important, it is important that Christians who actually have that calling to be uh, to run as politicians and so on should please go ahead I will not in any way say that I'm going to be against it, why? because if it is actually ordained by God then it's right for me but I must be careful how I run I must run God's way and when I get there I must do nothing but the will of God. When this is done, we see that we'll have a wonderful nation. I pray that um, not the type of Christians that we've had so far that um, we'll be having as people actually that will be representing us. When they get there, they do their own thing instead of God's mandate. May God help us. I want to leave room for questions.